Hello, I'm Henry. And I'm Trey. And welcome to Marvelous, a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. And on this episode, we'll be talking about Thor. So one thing we usually do on this podcast is we usually judge the summary of the movie on the incredible website IMDb. So Thor's summary is, The powerful but arrogant god Thor is cast out of Asgard to live amongst humans in Midgard, Earth, where he becomes one of their finest defenders. So, Trey, how do you think that is? That's that's their description? Yes, I mean, that, that is, that's it. <laughs> he, he doesn't become one of their finest defenders in this movie. He, he, he defends a tiny town. He's, he, sure, he gets people to safety and kills a robot that was coming for him. <laughs> uh, I think that counts. I wouldn't consider him Earth's mightiest defender from that. I guess. I mean, it's the first thing not from Earth, attacking Earth. So doesn't that kind of count as defending Earth? Uh, considering it wouldn't be attacking Earth if he wasn't there, I don't think so. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not the most perfect summary. <laughs> it also mentions nothing about him having to be worthy or like trying to get back home or Loki or I don't know. Oh, yeah. It, it totally doesn't mention Loki. <laughs> <laughs> or Jane. Uh, does that matter? I mean, it basically says he goes to Earth and has a jolly time, so... <laughs> Who cares? He does. He has a jolly time. He makes friends. Sure. <laughs> that works. <laughs> so, Trey, want to give us some context for this film? Yeah, I mean, there's not much context for this film since it's the first solo movie for Thor, but there is a little bit because Coulson from Iron Man 2 said, I need to go to New Mexico, and now he's here in New Mexico, and Thor is happening around the same time as Iron Man 2. Which means six months after Iron Man 1. Yes. Timeline. Because they're all in the same week. Yes. And Coulson finding Thor's hammer is the after credit scene of Iron Man 1. Yes, it is. So, Henry, what were your very first thoughts of this film the first time you ever watched it? I liked it. It wasn't as good as Iron Man, but... I still liked it way more than I thought I would. Thor and Captain America always seemed, at the time, like characters that couldn't be brought to film. I didn't understand how you could make a proper modern version of Captain America or Thor. They seemed way too silly for me. But when I saw Thor, I thought they did a fantastic job of doing it. How about you? So did you see this in theaters, I'm assuming? Yeah. And you, you already knew it was like Marvel tied to Iron Man and everything? Yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> just checking. Well, I'm just saying, like, after credit scene and stuff, hey, I was there from the beginning. I, I know, know everything. Ha ha ha. I was very late to the party. All right. Um. So my thoughts... Wait, um, when did you first see it? Uh, it was after I'd seen Avengers. <gasps> and I remember, like, that movie existing. And because Thor was in Avengers, I was like, yeah... Uh, I'm mildly curious to watch it, so when someone had it at one point, I was like, sure, let's watch Thor! So, to me, it was pretty much just a prequel of Avengers, like, getting to see, <laughs> <laughs> getting to see uh, Thor and Loki and, like, their backstories, so I was like, oh, cool, fun, that's, like, interesting background. Did you know anything about Thor and Loki before seeing the Avengers? No. Oh, that's so weird. I mean, I knew... 
of the gods, like Loki is the trickster god, but I never knew like the Marvel Thor and Loki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I get what you mean. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really surprising to me. But again, I guess it wasn't really well known yet. Yeah, that's also my gonna be my backstory for Captain America because the same thing happened with that movie. But that's next time. <laughs> Poor shame. All right. So, what do you think of it now? We still like it. I still think it's good. I well, there's only two Thor movies right now, and Ragnarok comes out like next week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I still like it, and so currently it's my favorite Thor movie. Thor, well, I, okay. That's, Thor 1. That's not saying I much. mean, it's my favorite out of two. <laughs> Yay? Uh, we'll see if that changes with Thor 3. I'm sure it will. Probably. But, alright, so, my thoughts on it now, um, I think it's, I think it's a pretty solid, decent film. I do think it does have quite a few issues, it has a lot of trouble justifying the motivation of its characters a lot of the time, and I don't think it has a very direct, coherent plot. It's it's a little bit convoluted, but I'll get into that when we get into the movie. Yeah, to be fair, anything with Loki gets kind of convoluted because he's the trickster god. He doesn't do things in a very linear way. He has all of his little schemes going on at once. Yeah, I'm just not sure they did a great job with his schemes, but... We can talk about his schemes when we get to them. <laughs> well, should we begin? Yes, we should. So, we're in New Mexico. A crew of people are driving through the desert, and then they crash into some man that comes out of some weird space cloud. And then flashback. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk. Yeah, let's just get that out of the way. Now, okay, now it's time for Thor. So... Yeah, all the all of the origin movies started with flashbacks I, or flash forwards or something. I was just going to say that. It's it's very strange so far, every single one. Flashback. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. Well, they show little kid Thor and little kid Loki. Well, you're getting a little ahead of yourself, Henry. Well, okay. Odin tells them the legends of Asgard and then Yeah. Odin then he tells little kid Loki and little kid Thor that they're destined for greatness. Fair enough. It just seems like he's That's talking. That's like right after. <laughs> seems like he's talking to the audience, and then he's like narrating to them. So sure. I have one line about that lore flashback. Then I go to the next thing. Which both Thor movies have done this so far. Like, let me explain all the lore right at the beginning, which is kind of an interesting and strange way to do it. I wonder if they could have done it a better way. I kind of like it because they're mythological tales. Yeah, that's true. Wonder Woman does the same thing, doesn't it? I don't know. We're not talking about Wonder Woman. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, Thor and Wonder Woman and, like, show, or characters that are based off myth and legend, I like that they start with myth and legend. Like, if Marvel ever adds Hercules, which I doubt, I would like them to do a similar thing. Was Hercules in Marvel? Yeah, there's a Marvel, there's other Marvel god characters based on myth. I don't really know the details, I just know he exists. Alright. Um, yeah, I wasn't really sure if I liked it or not. I was just like, huh, this is something that they did. So, just thought I'd bring it up. Well, I won't talk about Thor 2. I don't really remember the details of the beginning of Thor 2 anyways. But in this movie, I like it. Fair enough. Um, so then we flash forward to present day, Asgard, when Thor's coronation is happening. Yes, he is going to be king. And everybody's clapping and cheering, because Thor, yay! 
and Thor is very triumphant and cocky. And I like that Thor and Stark are both introduced as very cocky and arrogant people, but in very different ways. Thor is just proud and obnoxious, where Tony is an arrogant, egotistical jerk. And but they're both... And I'm not sure. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying, they're both very cocky and self-absorbed about their own power and talents. And I think it's interesting how they have very similar personalities in some ways, but they're displayed much differently. That is an interesting point. Yeah. So, basically, the coronation starts to happen, and then Frost Giants come and are like, We want our power source, which was touched on. In the- they, sneak, they sneak in. Yeah, sorry, that was me, like, narrating their thoughts. Um. Yes. (laughs) I think it's just, it's important to know that Asgard's entrances are, or entrance, is extremely well guarded. So the fact that they were able to sneak in is, in itself, extremely weird. Yes. Though we don't actually see how well guarded it is, so it's not that weird to us in the beginning. Well, I mean, once you watch the whole movie, I think it's pretty clear that the Bifrost is the only main entrance of Asgard. Yeah. But anyways, they do get in, and they go straight to the chamber where the weapons are held and the power their power source is held, and try to seal it, but then Odin is like, I can see you somehow, and he unleashes the robot to stop them. Yeah, Odin has some kind of minor form of omniscience. Later on in the movie, when he's in Odin's sleep, they even mention that he could still see and is still aware of everything going on around him. Well, Loki says, people say that you can hear what's going on around you, so we don't actually know, but it's the... Was that Loki or Laffy, the Ice King? Oh, it was Laffy, you're right. I assume it's true. I I mean, that didn't seem like omniscience to me, I just thought like, oh, so he can hear while in his sleep. (laughs) I think he just has like an omnipresence in... Asgard. I don't know the specifics. He's extremely powerful. I think it is like, considering Heimdall... (laughs) What? We're spending way more time on this minor thing than I expected to. Well, this touches on a later point that I was going to bring up anyway. (laughs) Go ahead. Um, So I think Heimdall, um, because he also has this omniscience and can see literally everything, like I wonder if that compares to Uh, odin's power at all he doesn't have omniscience he can see everything he can't like he's not aware of everything he has to be looking okay i think that's an important distinction all right sure (laughs) yeah (laughs) um they don't really explain any of their powers which i really wish that they had done more because i'm like i want to know how all of this works but instead we get nothing but somehow heimdall sees everything Science and magic are one and the same where they're from. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, no one else sees everything, so why does Heimdall get to? Because he's awesome. And how can Loki do magic? Like, I don't know. I want I want, I want, want more explanation, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. It's magic and science. Just don't, don't worry about it. It's actually kind of funny that Loki has magic, and this is, like, the only character that has true magic. For a long time in the entire MCU. Yeah, they do say he learned it from Thor's mom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which, they, they never show her power, so that's kind of sad, but... 
<coughs> not in Thor 1. I don't think they showed it in Thor. They do. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, if you really have all this magic, like, show us what you can do since you're lifting a sword. But whatever. Yeah, she hardly does anything in the movie. She just talks to Loki a little bit. Yeah. Anyways, so the Frost Giants successfully interrupt the coronation and... Are very quickly destroyed by the Destroyer. How fitting. Yeah. <laughs> and then we flash to Thor and Odin getting in this big fight about what to do about it. Thor decides that he wants to start an entirely new war because three frost giants came in and tried to steal their power source. And Odin's like, are you crazy? Like, they already died. It's fine. Let's move on. <laughs> and Thor kind of acts like a bratty child and is like, no. So... <laughs> I find it funny, watching this scene, that Odin ever even thought Thor was worthy of the throne. I know, that's... <laughs> and I have that same note later on when he, like, takes... Or when he banishes Thor and says that. I'm like, why did you think he was ever ready? Because there's nothing about him that says he's ready to be king. Yeah, well, there's something I want to say about that when we get there, though. So we can talk about it later. All right. But yeah, then Thor goes to hang out with his his cool group of warriors, Lady Sif and the Warriors Three, which I will never remember the name of any of the Warriors Three, but Lady <laughs> Sif is the best, so I don't care. Why is she the best? Just because she's a girl? Because <laughs> she's awesome? Well, the guy that eats a lot is really funny, too, but I like Sif. I mean, they all seem they all seem like the same... Like, generally the same to me, except that she is a girl. Hey! <laughs> Jackie Chan is cautious. I'm saying Jackie Chan because I make a joke about this later in the movie. Uh, the Asian guy is really cautious. The blonde guy is, like, really cocky and, like, ha-ha, I will stop you. And then bearded man is like, I like food and I will crush you. And then Sif is like, I'm the woman warrior. And I believe in myself and stuff. Because Thor believes in me. Yeah, all I heard was woman warrior. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to explain her well. This isn't... This I'm not saying that she isn't unique. I just... I'm not good at describing. This isn't really a criticism. I feel like their whole gang is like everything they're meant to be. It's just like Thor's small band of thieves. But I don't, yeah. I don't think she's... Thieves? What thieves? A, that's... These are noble warriors. It's just the a phrase. finest warriors of Asgard. <laughs> how Fine. dare you, sir? Thor's little band of noble warriors. Um, Dude, I love how cheesy and silly they are. This is like the the kind of cheesiness that I am totally down with. They're great. Yeah, I mean they fit. <laughs> they work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I also only know the name of Lady Sif, and I I don't know why. I guess it's because she is the female warrior. <laughs> She's used the most of all of them. You barely ever hear the other one's names. And it's Lady Sif and the Warriors 3. Is that actually what they're called? Yeah. Oh. I, I got really confused before I watched the movie again. I thought it was the Warriors 4. But they kept saying the La Lady Sif and the Warriors 3 in the movie. So, woo. Oh. Well, cool. Yes. So, I think it's kind of interesting how... Thor is just so full of himself that even though his entire gang like thinks his 
plan is a is a horrible one uh he convinces them all to go with him anyway and is like well too bad because i supported you all when you did this and you did this so you're coming <laughs> loki supported him quote unquote although they all thought it was a bad idea they still trust him enough to do it anyways well yeah that's made obvious when he's like support me because i supported you it's like a mutual trust thing but yeah we're buds <laughs> So then they go confront the Frost Giants. It's basically a mini D&D campaign. Oh my god. <laughs> it is! <laughs> You're not wrong? <laughs> you find yourself on a cold planet. What do you do? So, <laughs> what I think is really interesting here, though... Roll for initiative! Yes, anyway. Okay, go. <laughs> um, it's a critical... Critical initiative? Sorry. Go on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Heimdall, like, has no issue in just letting them pass, which it, it, it makes me wonder, like, what the rules are of this gate. Can anyone just go anywhere they want at any time? Okay. Well, remember, Thor is the prince, the cr like, the crown prince that will become king, and Heimdall is furious that he was not able to see the frost giants coming, because Heimdall is the guard of Asgard. His job is, don't let anyone in. And he failed. And he needs to know why. I, like, I actually have a note on this. How I said, Heimdall wanting revenge for someone sneaking past him is pretty neat. It shows a lot of character in one little scene with him. I think it's completely understandable, but I feel like he's kind of ignoring the will of his king, which I know he may not know the will of his king, but I feel like he, like that's something he sh would consult him about. Like, oh, our prince is going like bloodthirsty into this land of our enemies that we have a peace treaty with. I don't know. It seems, it seems weird that he was just like, fine, sure, whatever. Well, Heimdall already knows that Odin wouldn't go. So maybe he just cared more about getting answers. Yeah, so I guess he doesn't care about the king's will that much. Indeed. So, you find yourself on an icy planet. Sorry, backtrack a little more. <laughs> okay, um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when when Heimdall says that he can't leave the portal open for them because it will destroy the planet, I'm. Uh, you probably don't have any answers to this, but I'm just like dying to know what the hell powers this Bifrost that it has that much power to destroy a planet. <laughs> yeah, there's no scientific explanation for what the hell the uh, Bifrost is. <laughs> it is... They, it's not even a wormhole. It's just the Rainbow Bridge like, conjurer uh, thing. <laughs> I, I get that it's suspension of disbelief, and it's just like, everything's cool, see? But I want answers. Nope, you don't get them. Fine. Ha -ha. Fine, Henry. <laughs> You could go to your frost giants now. <laughs> All right. You find yourself on an icy planet. What do you want to do? Clearly, I want to go confront the... the Roll initiative! What? You're being attacked. You forget okay, that I've only on. played this game half a time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you should always be prepared with a d20. Okay. <laughs> so, they land on the planet, and it's, like, totally empty, and that's kind of weird. And they just stumble into the royal court of the Frost Giants or something? Because they get right to the king. Like, the king's the first person they find. Yeah, I mean... Other than, like, people just hiding around. Was that not Heimdall sending them there? 
I mean, sure, but shouldn't there be, like, a little bit more of a city? Like, I know they lost their power source. Yeah, no. Because that's what the Frost Giants were trying to steal from Asgard. Because in the lore, we learned that the Asgardians stole it years and millennia ago defending Earth or something. You are correct. It is like a planet of rocks. Very strange. Yep. And there's no guards for the king or anything like that. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be fair, it was only six of them. And they were being surrounded by people just looking from afar. Yeah. So it's not that threatening. I suppose. I mean, yes, it is, considering who it is. (laughs) Yeah, right? Like, (laughs) Thor is a legendary warrior. (laughs) Why are they not afraid of him? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so the Frost King talks to Thor about not wanting to start another war. He's also wise like Odin. Loki and Thor and the whole gang are like, hey... I guess we should leave. And they begin to leave. And then the Frost King baits him. What? You, so you read that as he's wise like Odin? Because I read it as he's baiting Thor into like, oh, so you're going to do like the dumb thing and attack us and cause a war? I think he's wise and doing that. He's just like, you impudent child who's come to my land. We, the adults, <laughs> have already figured this out. We have a peace treaty. What are you doing here? Just go away, you little child. But the... You little princess. Yeah. Yeah, the runaway <laughs> little princess part. It's like, really? Why was that necessary? You clearly didn't care. Why was it necessary? And also, uh, just the fact that Thor takes it as like, well, he said little princess, so therefore my pride is so insulted <laughs> that I must start a war now. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, to be fair, before then, the Frost Giant hints that... He doesn't hint. He calls, like, Odin, like, a thief because he stole the power source and hints that there's a traitor amongst them because someone let the ice giant and frost giants in. So Luffy might be confident that he can successfully wage war against Asgard, so he doesn't even care. But if that were true, then why wouldn't he be more into it, I guess? I don't know. It was weird. But then also, we're... we're... We haven't touched on the fact that Loki tried to dissuade Thor and, like, told him how much of a political fiasco this would be and almost convinced him to turn around before he was called Little Princess, which is one of the things that I don't I don't know what Loki's game is like. Loki wanted Thor to start the war at that very scene. It was kind of weird because it wouldn't have worked unless Luffy baited him. But most of the time, Loki egged him on to go to Jotunheim. But that's exactly my point. Like, why would you suddenly be like, oh, well, you should turn around and, like, not cause a political fiasco. Like, he almost he almost succeeded in convincing him not to start a war. Okay, to be fair, Loki did actually tell Heimdall before to go tell Odin to come rescue them before he knew it was going to get violent. So it's possible... That he didn't want anyone to get harmed, and he thought Thor disobeying his father would be enough punishment. Yeah, that's why my thoughts on the scene were that he was just trying to show Odin, like, how irresponsible Thor is, I guess. But, I I don't know. It's just kind of weird. It is kind of weird. But now we have all of them fight the Frost Giants. And I have to say, this this was, 
I think this was the best fight scene that we've seen so far in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, probably. While I was watching this, all I was thinking of is, wow, the fighting in this scene is so much better than in Iron Man 1. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they really had fights down. They really they had a much larger cast of interesting fighters right then. It just worked very well. And it was well choreographed. Yeah, it was really well done. These people were used to fighting together, and I liked it. And they also did a very good job of introducing new information about the story in this scene. Like Loki finding out that he's a frost giant because a frost giant grabs him and instead of being burnt, he starts to turn blue. But you also see Loki's illusion magic and things like that. And you start to see Thor's power of commanding lightning, Mjolnir's ability to like just fly and come back, Mm -hmm. and Thor summoning lightning and how powerful that is and things like that. Are we supposed to believe that the the hammer is not distinguishing who's worthy yet and that's why he can use it right now? I'm not sure. <laughs> I was this is what I meant before that I wanted to talk about later. Let's talk about that when we get to Odin removing his powers. All right. Or we can just get to that now because Odin pops up and he's like, "Hey, can you can you guys forgive my son?" And Luffy is like, "No." <laughs> He just he just ruined everything. He just started the war. Yay. And then they run away back to Asgard. And Thor is super un- unapologetic still. So Odin takes his hammer and t- says he's not worthy and banishes him to Earth. And his armor and everything. And then he whispers to Mjolnir, whoever... Sh- do you know the... <sighs> yeah, whoever holds this hammer, if worthy, shall have the power of Thor. Yeah, and then the inscription shows up. Is I don't know if that was a thing or not before. I'm 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 assuming that we're supposed to take this as like now this is a thing, but I don't I don't know because there was never a time when anyone else was able to wield Mjolnir beforehand. We don't know that. Yeah. Uh yeah, I didn't know what to think about this and it was really weird because literally this spell lasts forever because no one can ever pick up Mjolnir after the spell has been cast on it. <laughs> so yeah! I, I, or it was before. We don't really know. Yeah. But then, at the same time, like, the quote that he uses, or the spell that he uses, like, the words, it's very strange choice. Like, so he's basically saying anyone who's worthy can wield this hammer, and we, will anyone who wields the hammer will wield the power of Thor. So, A, I don't know if he's taking away all of Thor's powers and putting them in the hammer, or if the hammer is all of Thor's powers, but since it belongs to him, it's like the power of Thor. Yeah, I don't know. But it's just interesting that he's, like, giving anyone who's worthy the power to wield it. (laughs) Yeah, it is weird. And I'm really glad you picked up on this also, because I was really weirded out during this scene. I don't know what to make of it. And I guess, uh, I feel like this movie does not explain things well. That's the problem. (laughs) It does not explain this kind of thing. One last thing about this scene is it happens like right at the 30 minute mark. And this is something that I've been mentioning in some of our other episodes of the Marvel movies are very well paced. And Thor is exceptionally well done. And I didn't realize how well done until like writing notes and stuff about it while watching cool 
So, (laughs) you find yourself in a desert on Earth. You've just been hit by a car. What do you do? Get up and start attacking people. No, roll a medicine check. You might be hurt. Don't worry about it. Continue. Why are you doing this? I don't know. (laughs) We're D&D now. Uh, I love... Okay, Okay, we have the, the human cast now. I think Darcy is hilarious, the intern. She is. I love her. <laughs> She's great. And she can't say Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Er, Mjolnir. 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 I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she tries. She does her best. Yeah. So she gets all scared of him and tases him, and they bring him to the hospital. <laughs> um. I just love the idea of Thor being tased. And yeah. it working. <laughs> Which, this is when this movie starts to act like a co- a comedy in disguise. <laughs> it is a comedy in disguise for this section. <laughs> yeah, pretty much for the whole Earth section. Well, everything up until Thor is reunited with the hammer the first time. Or until the robot gets to Earth. Yeah. I like that after Thor is sent, they show that Heimdall is watching him anyways. Like, so Heimdall has been, is watching over him the entire time he's on Earth. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's such a nice friend. Yeah. Like, if he's if a friend is the right word. Um, I don't know. Loyal <laughs> servant, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, Thor's in the hospital. He thinks that the people are attacking him, so he fights <laughs> and gets knocked out. There's also, I have a note here, which I didn't notice until my friend who's a film major brought it up when i watched it with her but this movie uses so many canted shots canted yeah that's what it's called but it's basically means that the camera angle is tilted to make you feel like off it's usually done for emotional affect because either the protagonist is feeling like crazy or off or like something like that uh, or it's disorienting for the viewer but this movie does it all the time for like no reason at all I mean, I guess Thor's disoriented being on Earth, and the Earthlings are disoriented with dealing with this seemingly crazy person. Yeah, but it doesn't fit the mo- the emotions of, like, any of the scenes, which is why, I don't know, it's a strange, very strange choice. I'm not really sure what the director was thinking with that, but just thought I'd put it, put that out there. <laughs> I don't know, I never noticed it at all. Understandable, since you wouldn't unless you're a film major. <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> Um, they find out that Thor came through the, I don't want to say Einstein-Rosen bridge because that's not what it was. It was the rainbow bridge, but they find out that Thor came through it and they're like, oh crap, we have to go back to the hospital and find him. And then they hit him with a car again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Great. I love it. Which uh, this movie does comedy really well. I do have to give it that. We're just going to keep Driving around the entire city until we find him. Back straight into him again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then then they have the whole scene at the crater where Mjolnir fell. And all the people are just trying to lift it. And, like, uh, Stan Lee has his cameo where his car breaks trying to get it. Yep. And that's funny. King Arthur style. Yeah. But then Coulson shows up. Dun, dun, dun. He's in it again. Yeah. And Coulson, Coulson's role in this movie was very different from his role in other movies. Yeah, he's a little bit more s- sinister? 
he's like his whole or shield in general not just him but shield in general is like a villain in this movie or an antagonist yeah this this is one of the weaker parts of the movie of shield's motivations don't make sense in this movie yeah that's say yeah i agree with that <laughs> so i guess they wanted to surround the hammer because it's from outer space and they're a, an organization that deals with that stuff yeah <laughs> they don't they don't really act like it's alien though like later they find thor and when they have thor captured they ask like where on earth he was trained to fight so well colson never thinks hmm this is an alien object that this crazy powerful guy just tried to break into and get he might also be an alien so i'm going to disagree with you slightly um so i i think I think he does or does consider the possibility that Mjolnir is an alien object because they, they refer to it as a satellite and they like surround it. I just think he assumes Thor is like someone from Earth. Oh, the satellite was just a cover up. No, I know, but I, I that that's what at least what I like interpreted. I guess. Well, anyways, uh, we're back at uh, after Coulson appears, we go back to Asgard and... Lady Sif and the Warriors 3 figure out that Loki might be the traitor. Dun dun dun. Oh snap. I have nothing else to say about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I that yeah, then Loki Loki also just finds out that he's a frost giant, so he confronts his dad about it and goes crazy and Odin gets stressed out into the Odin sleep. Yeah, um which I, I don't really know what we're supposed to think happened to Odin. Like, I'm like, is this supposed to be like a heart attack or what? I don't know. He just faints. Yeah, I think that's part of why Odin was willing to give Thor the throne. Because he literally could not maintain his position for much longer. But that's the weird thing is that he then maintains this position throughout. For much longer. Yeah, for so <laughs> much longer. It's like, like at not least even... a decade. But, to be fair, that's in Asgardian time, so... I mean, for Asgardians, a decade isn't that much time. Yes. How, <laughs> how old is Thor supposed to be? Thor, I think he's at least a thousand years old. I, oh I'm not really God. sure, it's kind of confusing, because I think he wasn't alive during the time of the Vikings, or he was? Like, the Vikings had legends about Thor. Yeah. So he's probably at least two thousand years old. And still acts like a child. I mean, he's just a warrior. I, I'm i just amazed you can live 2,000 years and have no wisdom about anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways. <laughs> anyways, uh, another! Back at Earth. No, no, no. Thor smashes no, a cup. No, no, What, that's the next scene, isn't it? No, I'm not done yet. Okay, go on. Um. <laughs> Roll initiative. So, my thing about Loki that's, like, al always been a question for me... Is how he looks human if he's a frost giant. Right? Also, this is the like the only movie where they ever talk about it. And this is the only movie where he uses ice powers. And it's just odd. Well, he was using the power source when he used ice powers. No, he, later when he freezes Heimdall. He yeah, wasn't. He, he was. He was? Yeah, I noticed it because he like made it disappear. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, snap. I had no idea. So that fills in that logic a bit. Um, Mind blown. I never noticed. Loki <laughs> tricked me. <laughs> it's amazing what a trickster can do. I know. 
But yeah, that's that's the weird thing is that they find a baby who looks completely human, but he's blue. And then like Odin well, touching the him. Giants are just giant people, and they're blue. But they're not. They, they have like are. they have like rocky heads, and I don't know. I don't know, man. It's weird. Uh, so that's that's confusing, but <laughs> is a thing. <laughs> All right, now we go back to Earth, and we're in the diner. Another. <laughs> And that happens. <laughs> I love Thor. Yeah, that's that's a hilarious part, but it made me think about, like, what the customs of Asgard are and how this, like, super futuristic technological civilization is just, like, still acting like barbarians? Really? I mean, think about it. If they could 3D print a new cup in five seconds, who cares if you'd break a cup? Yeah, I guess. I don't know, man. Asgard doesn't really make sense. <laughs> You can't really think about it as a high-tech civilization. You can't because they're literally <laughs> set in, like, barbarian setting. <laughs> but they have, like, healing pods and stuff. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's it's a very interesting <laughs> premise, I guess. I like them. Like, it's weird, but I still like it. I, I do like it. I, I just don't think it makes much sense. I agree. So, there you go. So then Thor hears about Mjolnir. Wait, wait, wait. Really quick. During this scene... The in, or Darcy takes a picture of Thor and says she's going to post it on Facebook. Where in Iron Man 1, he talked about posting pictures on MySpace. We have made the change! Sweet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, I wanted to talk about it. We're modern now, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so... Yeah, they, they overhear some people talking about Mjolnir. And Thor's like, oh my god, satellite of a thing that fell to Earth... I'm going to go there, clearly, because that's my hammer, obviously. Well, they said it looked like a hammer, didn't they? Did they? I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, because those are people that were at the crater being like, hey, we tried to get this hammer thing, but none of us could get it. And then S.H.I.E.L.D. came up and surrounded it. Boo-hoo. And then Thor's like, I need it. It's my hammer. Yep, that sounds But not about like right. that. <laughs> um... So this is what I think is, uh, it's kind of strange because Eric's like, Thor, or not Thor, Eric's like, Jane, don't go with him. He's dangerous. And Jane listens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eric's warnings are both reasonable and weird. And then Jane does listen until S.H.I.E.L.D. comes and steals her stuff, which seems completely unfounded. Like, how did the S.H.I.E.L.D. even know that they were there and what they were doing? Exactly. I mean, I guess S.H.I.E.L.D. has resources, but it's still weird. Like, it makes S.H.I.E.L.D. the villain, but it doesn't make sense. Like, why would they steal it? Just for the sake of secrecy and not letting this get out? Yeah. Wouldn't they ask for help to be like, hey, we need help. You're an expert. We don't know what's going on. Especially because Eric Selvig has, like, connections with S.H.I.E.L.D., I think. In, in fact, they, they hint at the fact that Eric Selvig might know Bruce Banner, I think. What? I think they they say something like that. Do you think like, that's who he meant by his friend? Eric Selvig says he knew someone that studied gamma radiation and S.H.I.E.L.D. made him disappear or something like that. And I think that was talking about Bruce Banner. I didn't catch that. It's It's kind of subtle. Cause he's didn't he say it was someone he worked with? I don't know. And then it, she, it was kind of weird. 
All right. Yeah. Okay. That was if that was a Hulk reference, that was very subtle. <laughs> yeah, this entire part of the movie is just strange and doesn't feel right. Like Shield stealing the information and tools, and then this being the reason why Jane helps Thor go to Shield to get the hammer. It just it feels like there could have been a better way to do this, such as them just being like, hey, let's go get the hammer. They get there, they see all the guards. Jane and Eric are like, hey, maybe we should back off. And Thor's like, thanks for the ride. Bye. Yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. It was weird. But <clears throat> before they do get there, we go back to Asgard where Loki is taking over the throne. Yeah. Why is he just like chilling on the throne? Like if he said, I am acting as the king while my father is incapacitated. Fine. He says he is the king. And that's weird. Like, his, his father clearly has had this happen to him before. How do you Just never as bad. Because they talk about in the Odin sleep and legends of the Odin sleep and stuff. It just, his, like, Loki's mom says he's been putting it off for so long, that's why it's going to last. They don't know how long it'll last. It's way too image, and it's way too early to assume he's dead. It's only been a day. Not even a day. Well, I don't think they assume he's dead. They just are like, he's, like, in trouble and healing. But Loki still shouldn't say, I am the king. He should say, I'm acting in the king's stead or something. Uh, sure. Like, like he even talks to Lady Sif in The Warriors 3 about how he can't undo the last act of the previous king. Loki, you're not the king yet! <laughs> what? It's possible they think he won't wake up. But he... You, you can't say that after a day. It's too soon. It's not even been a day. I think it's only been, like, an afternoon. I think they establish it pretty decently with him, like, fainting all oldenly. Like, he... <laughs> all oldenly. Yes. <laughs> Vocab word of the day. Oldenly. <laughs> to be like an old person doing a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's understandable from that to think that he might not make it. Uh, Trey, for creating that word, you get 100 experience and you level up. Yay. I've always wanted this. <laughs> Good. I don't know what I leveled up in, but... You just... you sure. Don't worry about it. You could choose a new feat later. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, then back to Earth. We go to the side of Mjolnir and... Mjolnir. 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 Um, <laughs> which, this whole scene just doesn't feel like it fits the movie to me. Wait a second. We just skipped the... Give me a dog large enough to ride. I love that scene. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, but this whole scene just doesn't feel like it fits to me. Stealth Thor? I love it. It's so awesome. <laughs> it's it's just it's really interesting to see Thor in a stealthy invasion rather than upfront fighting like a barbarian. It's cool to see that he's actually an experienced warrior for all sorts of missions. It is cool to see him fighting and getting inside. I just didn't think, I don't know, the the tone, the setting, the whole, like, situation with S.H.I.E.L.D. just felt very off for the movie. I thought the rain was overkill, but I liked it. At this point, I had already given S.H.I.E.L.D., or I've already said, S.H.I.E.L.D. is weird, but whatever, this is how S.H.I.E.L.D. is acting in this movie. So, given that, I like this scene. And I thought it's cool, and I think they did a much better job introducing Hawkeye than Black Widow. Why do you think that? Because 
he shows up, he grabs his bow, and is all like, all right, here's my mission. Cool. He doesn't stay too long. He's not, like, this awkwardly placed there. I mean, it's a little awkward since he doesn't actually shoot. It's really, it's really awkward, actually. I like it. I liked it a lot. I like Hawkeye being there. Okay. This it's is funny. how This is okay. how a foreign viewer, or, like, an uneducated viewer sees this. <laughs> There's some dude with a bow in the middle of a, a shield operation? How else do you fight a man with a hammer? Why does he have a bow? Who is this guy that's been on screen for 30 <laughs> seconds and never shows up again? I don't mind it. I liked it. You do you, boo. <laughs> Thanks. It's bo- way better than Black Widow, at least. I don't think so. Whatever. I think Fine. it has I think it has no impact, just like Black Widow's has no impact. Both of them could have yeah, but... shown up in Avengers, and it would have been the same. But Black Widow was in Iron Man 2 a lot, and it was really awkward. This was better. If if it's better because it's it's only a small part, then sure. <laughs> okay, yeah. But there's the same amount of character development. Okay, and... fine. <laughs> uh, what's next? Thor finds the hammer and then can't lift it, for he is not worthy. Speaking of which, how does he know he's not worthy? So this is when, again, I was confused, and I'm thinking... He must always be worthy to carry Mjolnir. It's not just Odin's new spell or whatever. Why do you think that? Enchantment. Enchantment is the word I should have said. I think that because Thor didn't know what the enchantment was. But he understood, I can't lift it. I didn't take that as my hammer has always been enchanted this way. And I've always been worthy because he's never been worthy. I mean, what... (laughs) To be frank, but what yeah. what I t- what I took that as was that like he knows the type of magic that Odin has, and like he could guess what he did to the hammer. Yeah, I do think he called it a cruel joke or something like that. So maybe I was just overthinking it. Yeah, just because it makes no other sense or no sense any other way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one more thing though. Right at this moment, we hit the one hour mark again. Good pacing. Why is that good pacing? Oh, because he finds out he's not worthy? Right at the one hour mark, like halfway through. I mean, it's, a, it's an approximately two hour movie. It's a little bit longer, but I mean, a little bit shorter. But this is, this not worthy moment is right at the halfway point, which I think it's good. All right. Do you know what an Einstein Rosen bridge is? A wormhole. Oh. They even say it in the movie. <laughs> I heard them say wormholes, but I didn't, I, I don't know, I... I was confused. <laughs> yeah, an Einstein-Rosen bridge is like the idea that two black holes can bend space-time to connect to each other, thus forming a wormhole, something along those lines. And Einstein, and I don't remember who Rosen is, came up with it, the okay. idea. So I don't know if you have anything to say about Jane and Eric's debate about how magic is just science we don't understand yet. I... I wrote it down but i didn't say anything about it i don't all right yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't feel like there's much to say we haven't really talked about jane yet but we will yeah um (laughs) (laughs) but we got to the scene where thor's in colson's custody and colson talks to him like he's some mercenary from like south africa or anywhere yeah i didn't get any alien hints from that conversation 
No, I don't think that he thinks he's an alien. Yeah, he should. <laughs> cool. uh, he he should be suspicious. I agree, but at the same time, I don't know. He does just look like a normal dude who like fought through things and still couldn't pick up the hammer. So, fair enough. Uh, then Lo- Loki appears in the prison in a suit, which is kind of funny, and says, "Father's dead." Okay. I don't know why I hate this, but I hate this. Like It's really weird. <laughs> just just Loki's appearance in this setting feels so wrong to me, and I can't put my finger on why. Because he's wearing a suit. Okay. <laughs> it's it's not right. There's, yeah, it, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, it's also weird because, again, Loki is talking about his father being dead before he confirmed him to be dead, which is just stupid. No, that's what if what if he fucks up? You th- you think that that's what he's think doing? There's just assuming that Odin will die? Part of Loki's Actually, I don't even know. I did not take that as that at all. I took it as he's trying to like put the blame on Thor. He tells him Odin's dead because of your actions, which isn't even true. Um None of it's true. <laughs> and, yeah, and he says the throne has fallen to him, uh, and because of the truce with the Frost Giants, Thor must say banished. And I took that entire thing as, like, uh, well, just him being Loki, but I don't know why he did it. Yeah, actually, I didn't realize how weird and convoluted this part of his plot is, because at the end of his plot, at the end of the movie, he doesn't become king immediately. He lets Odin come back. His plan was to stop Odin from being killed, to show Odin that he's worthy. Yeah. So why so this, did he do any of this? Like the only uh, his motivation is so unclear. Like apparently it has something to do with trying to keep Thor away, but Thor's already away, so it's kind of like uh, stop him from ever coming back. I guess. Uh, yeah. Well, Either way, when Loki leaves, he tries and fails to get Mjolnir. And I think that's kind of neat. That he thinks he might be able to. And is still frustrated that his older brother is still the only one worthy of wielding it. Well, he's not. (laughs) I mean, not right now. Well, I mean, the whole thing is just Loki hates Thor for being the better brother. He thinks he's the better brother. Right. But Even though now he knows they're not actually brothers but if we take this as the spell has been put on the hammer then thor can't wield it either so yeah whatever (laughs) (laughs) anyways eric comes in to save thor because jane asked i guess and he's like he's actually donald blake um and the computer in shield shows them immediately that he's completely lying but they're like whatever you can go well they want to see what they're gonna do with him i know but it's yeah, it is weird. <laughs> Why would you let him go? Why would you trust this man? <laughs> clearly, Thor, like clearly, capturing Thor again would be very difficult. So why would he do this? Yeah, like obviously they want to know more about who he is, but it like if they think he's some foreign agent, it seems like a very difficult thing to achieve. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, Coulson says. Don't take him to any bars. So they go to a bar and they get drunk together and it's great. And they're best buds now. Which, okay, let's talk about their bar scene. 
Wait, um, can we just, yeah. Like Thor taking his dad's death really well. Yeah, that too. I wasn't thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, Eric tells him that he worries about Jane because he sees the way she looks at you. A, he's only seen them together in like two scenes when she was asking <laughs> about the Einstein-Rosen bridge. No, he was with them for a while at that point. But they didn't do that much together. Yeah, but she's already ogling him with her eyes. I don't buy this at all. Okay, like... Thor, Thor's already also flirtatious with her in the movie. It's weird. What are you talking like, about? Vaguely. When have they ever been flirtatious? Not flirtatious. Like, he, like, he's also looking at her longingly. I have a note about that when they're, like, getting... During the another scene, Thor's already, like, longingly looking at Jane. I did not, I did not read that, so I don't know what you read. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, these are two strangers that for okay. some reason we need to be worried about Jane falling in Trey, love with Thor. <laughs> Trey, let's get our opinions about this out in the air. The romance in this movie is awful. Yes, it is. Ugh, I, none of it, it's not well-founded. It's very awkward in the end. They have way too much, there's way too much weight behind it at the at the end of the movie, even though they've known each other for three days. It's really weird. I don't, don't like it. They don't do anything that leads to a romantic <laughs> situation, which really bothers me, but whatever. But they look at each other longingly, and she just wants to know about the secrets of the universe. Uh, anything else you want to say about the bar? Yeah. Well, first, let's let's talk a little bit more about Jane. I don't know if it's Natalie Portman or the writing or, or probably both. Both. Whatever you're going to say, it's both. <laughs> <laughs> I think she plays this part really badly. But then again, I don't know. I've never seen her in a part that I liked. So maybe I just don't like Natalie Portman. Yeah. But she doesn't. I don't buy the whole like, I'm a scientist, but I'm all over this guy. That's just because he's hot, I guess. Yeah. I yeah, I like Betty Ross and Pepper Potts way more than her they are way Jane Foster. Yeah, pe like Pepper I think is the best love interest character and Jane Foster I think is the absolute worst. E that's probably true. Um, as of now it is. As of now it is. <laughs> <laughs> we um, only have 3. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um yeah, but anyways, back in the bar scene Eric also tells him to leave town tonight, but yeah. then I guess we kind of ignore that because I don't think it was ever addressed again, and then he just doesn't doesn't leave. <laughs> I mean, at first he's like, Thor, you gotta leave, and then later on, he, they just have a great jolly night. He's too drunk to get home. Thor, Thor brings him home, and they're best buds now. It just seemed like that was like a thing, like, you need to leave, and then he just stays... <laughs> And it's never mentioned again. <laughs> I don't know. I like it, though. <laughs> I still don't think you're the god of thunder, but you should be. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> I funny. like it. It's great. Uh, then we go to the roof scene where Jane Foster learns about the world tree from Thor. That's it's... not yet. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. We cut to Loki first. Oh, yes, we did. We do cut the Loki going to Jotunheim. He announces 
He announces, I was the traitor the whole time. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And Luffy's like, oh, shit. <laughs> you were the traitor? Amazing. Yeah. And he says he did it just to ruin his brother's big day and protect the realm from his rule, which, I mean, it's true. Is good. <laughs> it worked. Yeah. It seems like a good plan. Thor clearly wasn't ready. Yeah. But it also sounds <laughs> like he really hates Thor. And he I does. Does he? Because he has an inferiority complex with Thor. That's like, like I know half his story. He's super jealous and like wants to be his equal, but he wants to be his superior. He wants to be seen as better than Thor. He thinks yeah. he's better than Thor. Thor gets all the love and praise. Why not him? Why not me? Why not Loki? They still have moments when they like talk to each other like brothers, though, which is why I don't feel like he completely hates him. Loki still feels like family. Like, he still loves his mom, he still loves his dad, and he still begrudgingly loves Thor. They're brothers. They fight, but they still care about each other. He just thinks he deserves more. He feels like Thor was always put above him, and he deserves that. And he's willing to go to a whole lot to hurt Thor and to do that. <laughs> They're like gods. They don't even care. Oh, you get banished for a hundred years. Whatever. We live millennia. Sure. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Um. Anyways... Loki's like, I will let you guys in to kill Odin and you can take your power source back. And then Heim or he comes back and Heimdall realizes that he's cloaked the same way the frost giants were when they came in. Dun dun dun. He could not see or hear them. But Loki doesn't and seem concerned at all that Heimdall knows this. <laughs> Heimdall is very suspicious, though. Wait, is this where Loki freezes Heimdall or, or is it later? It's later. Okay. So yeah, now we go back to Jane. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I love Thor when he brings Eric Selvig home. <laughs> we drank, we fought, he made his ancestors proud. Yeah. Good job. Oh, <laughs> I love Thor. It's pretty He's good. He's such a wonderful character. Uh, uh, well, okay, and I, I just wanted to say again, I didn't think Thor could work as a movie, and when we get to Captain America next time, I didn't think that would work. But... Well, I was more worried about Captain America 2 since it was in a modern setting. But I am very happy with how this turned out because I didn't think that it would be possible to make Thor work. Whereas I don't have those beliefs at all. <laughs> I mean... Fine. To me, I feel like this movie has a lot of potential and it could have been way better if they just focused on Asgard and like establishing Thor as a character and in space... Um, like it, it, it was very good as a comedy when he was on Earth. I just don't think, I don't think it's a good establishing movie. Okay. Um. Anyways, so yeah, we go back to the romance scene. I I say romance scene, but it wasn't a romance <laughs> scene. Tell me about space. Oh yeah. my god, you know so much about the world tree in Midgard. That's amazing that yeah and then they fall asleep which okay so basically this whole scene is just thor explaining the the realms and there's romantic music playing the entire time and i don't know why they're staring at each other longingly also <laughs> it's so romantic <laughs> don't you want your date night to be on some weird roof in the middle of some tiny town in new mexico talking about the world tree also as like a sciencey person the idea that there is a world tree hurts my brain. Like, that just sounds stupid. It doesn't make any sense. 
I don't really understand it, so I can't comment. What is it? <laughs> okay. I don't know. I, I wasn't sure if he was just, like, drawing it to make sense of, like, there's nine realms. See, it's a tree. I don't know, and I don't know why <laughs> there are nine realms, because there's clearly other worlds in this Marvel universe than nine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess there are nine connected realms. I don't know. I don't either. Yeah. We're just going with it. Heimdall is suspicious of Loki and sends the a Lady Sif and the Warriors 3 to Earth. Since they know that they can't go to Loki for help. Or Odin, because he's in Odin's sleep. And Loki sees Heimdall do this, so he sends the robot. The Destroyer. The Destroyer. (laughs) Which is a robot. Oh my god, that's such a bad name. Do I have to call it that? (laughs) Yes, it's the Destroyer. It destroys things. Okay, he sends the robot, (laughs) and... (laughs) He tells it to stop Thor's return, but he also tells it, destroy everything. Does he? Or does he just say, destroy Thor? No, he says, destroy everything, which is why I'm like, why would you say that? You don't want, you have no reason to destroy everything on Earth. Why don't you just tell it to stop Thor? That's, uh, why? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I love the warrior, or the, I love Lady Sif and the Warriors 3 walking through the little town. They just look like a bunch of LARPers, like, walking around through this tiny town. Yeah, so out and of place. And it's so fun and funny. And then the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents are like, uh, Xena, Jackie Chan, and Robin Hood are walking through. Uh, yeah, call it in. This seems weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just, like, eating a burger and, a, and drinking a soda on top of the roof. They're just great. I love those guys. They're funny. Yep. <laughs> and that's when Loki freezes Heimdall. Oh, Wait. No. First, the warriors do find Thor. Oh yeah, sorry. And they're all waving at the door, which is great. <laughs> and they're silly cheesiness. And then they come in and tell him that he's his dad is alive, and he's like, <gasps> Oh snap! Loki's a butt face! Then yeah. Loki freezes Heimdall. And that's that's part of why like Loki's motivation in, t- in keeping Thor on Earth just seems so strange, because like it fe- seems like it does the opposite more. Yeah. But... He couldn't predict that, so sure. I suppose. But now the Destroyer is incoming. Yes. And Thor says that he'll only be in the way and get them killed if he fights, so he'll just get people to safety while they all fight for him. Yes. Oh, wait, the Destroyer lands near S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, like right near them. I don't know how that was possible. And they're like, huh, is this a Stark thing? Doesn't look like a Stark thing. Come on, guys. Coulson, you were with Stark two days ago. Or a day ago. No, two days ago. Come on. I mean, it kind of looks like a Stark I, thing. But, but, Coulson was with Stark two days ago. There's so? only two Iron Man suits in existence, or three. Wait, did Coulson say that, or did someone else say that? I don't know. It might have been that other agent that gets a lot of time to talk. Sitwell. Oh, Sitwell, yeah. Okay. Is, is, is that his name? <laughs> Okay, yes. yes. I think he might have said it. If he's the one that appears in everything, okay. yes. So, I don't know. It looks like something Ivan would have made or something someone else like that. <laughs> it's too big and cool. Anyways, it's time for a battle, which again, this is a very... This this battle is cool. Yes. I like the warriors and Sif working together. I also lo- like Sif impaling the destroyer and then the destroyer reversing its body. Yeah. That was cool. But then they all fail in the end, and they're like, bummer. And Thor tells them all that 
they need to get out of the way and like it's his problem and then somehow he directly speaks to loki by talking i don't know a lot of the time during this scene loki is like mimicking the acts of the destroyer and it seems like loki and the destroyer are having like a one-to-one connection it's like a mech wait he mimicked the axe i didn't notice that at all the destroyer turned then loki turned or something like that like there were a few little cuts like that it i don't know whatever (laughs) i I guess speaking to the destroyer spoke to loki though or something i guess loki has some connection to talk to it he's clearly watching somehow but yeah he goes and basically sacrifices himself via bitch slap which (laughs) was like i get that you can't destroy thor so like no he was mortal right then he could have died he would have died no i no, but I mean, why the robot, instead of frying him, which would uh, imme- like definitely kill him, was like, okay, I'll put away the beam and just slap you to death. I think it was just like one more deceptive, just cruel thing to do. Okay, sure. You'd be like, oh, I'm not going to kill you. Turns around and bam. But then the hammer decides Thor is worthy, even though. Through his self-sacrifice, he has learned. I, I don't buy it. I do. I mean, like, yes, it's good that he was going to lay down his life for the people around him, but... He learned to think about what he was doing. But all the things that made him not worthy, like him wanting to wage war and start a war and, like, murder an entire race of people because they were their enemies, like, he has no good reason to have changed his mind on any of that. Don't tell me it was that woman. Which is literally, apparently, <laughs> the reason! <laughs> no, I think it was like, when he was grieving over his father, he that was part of it. He was kind of accepting the blame, and was gaining an understanding of the weight of his actions. And his self-sacrifice in this scene is another example. And later on, when he's talking to Odin, it's really clear how much he's grown. Like, I think he is worthy at this moment. Why? It's a little unclear. But say, Loki later saying it was Jane was weird. He has grown. The reasons why he's grown just don't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I was on yeah. Earth and met a few people. Like, uh, sure, I guess because his dad died, he's like more, a little more beat down and understanding or, or guilty or something, which makes him more self-sacrificing, but... I don't know. He's changed his entire worldview and everything and is suddenly worthy. Okay, sure. I don't know. Well, it's it's also weird that at this scene, Jane is the only one who runs up to Thor and not like Lady Sif. Yeah. Since Lady Sif has a crush on the Thor man. <sighs> Be, but romance, because clearly they're in love, Henry. Can't you see? So much love. So much. <laughs> I can't I can't handle it. <laughs> Um, well, anyways, right when Mjolnir comes to Thor is at the 127 minute mark, which sounds kind of weird, but that's like, that's like the the three quarters mark of the movie. So good on them again. And then Thor. Cause Thor is back in action. Woo. He has all of his powers. And then he super easily destroys the robot. Because he's Thor and he is mighty. And tells Coulson that they'll be allies if he returns Jane's things. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, that's weird. No, not Coulson. Oh, my God. That was my favorite line. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that moment. 
that that's my favorite line in this movie like okay yes <laughs> yeah so then thor flies jane to where uh the bifrost landed on earth before which is a little bit weird because for one heimdall can open the bifrost anywhere i thought two last time he landed during the day I and mean, during the night and this time during the day shouldn't asgard be on the opposite side of earth so shouldn't it be impossible to land there? It, isn't it... Can't Asgard transport to anywhere? I don't know. Then, also... Well, the Bifrost looks like it's a, it's a straight line, so don't ask me. I don't know. Then, also, all of the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents and Sif in the Warriors 3 appear in no time at all. What? <laughs> he just flew over there. How did they drive over there that fast? Um, I don't know, but I, I had the same thoughts about the Bifrost site, because I'm like, wait, there's a Bifrost site? Why do you need to go somewhere? <laughs> yeah, Thor landed in one place, the Destroyer landed in another, and I don't know if the Warriors 3 landed wherever. They probably landed, I think they also landed close to this town, which Thor didn't. Yeah. Or not as close. It makes no sense. It's a strange thing, but... yeah. Time to go to Asgard. And Heimdall is just able to be like crack the ice that's holding him. <laughs> well, Heimdall's extremely powerful. What's weird is the fact that he's been frozen for like twenty minutes. It's like sheer willpower, I can crack this ice. <laughs> Dude, Heimdall's great. He's so cool. It's cheesy, but I love it anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, anyways, they all raise their arms and fly to Asgard. Well, we skipped the kiss. Oh yeah. It was so weird. Why? Uh, uh. <laughs> they kiss and Thor says, I'll be back for you. Because, <laughs> you know. And then he flies away. Because for some reason he would be into Jane, even though there's nothing about her that he would be into. <laughs> nope, not at all. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> all right, we go on Rainbow Road, Mario Kart style, back. <laughs> back, back, back to Asgard. Yay. Uh, you find yourself on Asgard. What do you do? So the frost giants come to kill <laughs> Odin. Uh, and Loki kills them. And quote unquote. Wait, just warning you now. Just warning you now. I'm going to have to make D&D jokes for all the Thor movies. No. Now. Yes. No. Go on. I don't understand them. Go on. <laughs> Go on. Um. Now I lost my train of thought. The frost giants come to kill Odin. Uh, and Loki kills them and quote-unquote saves Odin. Um, and then just as Thor returns. Yeah, which is a weird... So this was his plan all along, which we kind of talked about before. Yeah, which he does say... I, well, okay, so then he goes to, to destroy Jotunheim, um, which this is the thing that makes very little sense to me because he's doing all of this for Odin's approval, and he... Like Odin banished Thor for exactly this reason, and Loki and Loki right? knows it. <laughs> like I'm gonna go do the thing that the Lo Odin banished Thor for to show that I'm better than Thor in Odin's eyes. But he also made it look like the Frost Giants had attacked Asgard, so he made it look like he had good reason to, do to destroy it. an entire race. But Odin still would, yeah, exactly. Like, sure. Now you have reason to attack the Frost Giants, but not to explode their planet. It's uh, motivation again. Poor. 
<laughs> Loki, you might be a master of tricks, but you have a few screws loose. And this is why I don't think his like tricksteriness in this movie is done very well, because it doesn't make sense. To be fair, when Thor confronts Loki later, like a little bit later on, once they start the fight, Thor's like, you're crazy. And Loki's like, am I crazy? Like, seriously, am I? It's kind of funny because he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, Loki says that he does this to prove that he's the true heir because he'll have saved Odin and also killed his enemy race. Um, yeah. Wait, also, Loki got back to the Bifrost on horseback faster than Thor when Thor can fly. <laughs> How did that happen? I did not pay attention to that, so I don't remember. <laughs> There are a lot of weird instances of people catching up to Thor or people beating Thor, even though he can fly. Makes sense. I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Thor is suddenly against wiping out the Frost Giants, even though... Because he's learned. He's wiser. Sure, whatever. (laughs) And then Thor says, I've changed because of that woman, apparently... And Loki says that he never wanted the throne. He only wanted to be Thor's equal, which doesn't seem. Yeah, it's not doesn't seem true at all. So what? Yeah. Okay. And then Thor destroys the bridge to stop Jotunheim from dying. Woo. And they get thrown from the blast and Odin miraculously catches them both, even though like the shot was done so weirdly that I could not tell how. (laughs) Wait a second, wait a second. You skipped the whole Thor stopping Loki by placing his hammer on him. I like that. Okay, did you have anything else to say about it? (laughs) I mean, their fight's interesting, like how Loki plays with Thor's emotions the whole time. Like, Loki almost falls off the bridge once, but it's just an illusion. So Thor goes to rescue him, and then it's a trick. I like the way that they fight. Also, I'm amazed that Loki was able to block attacks from Mjolnir. They don't show his strength very often. Did he block attacks from Mjolnir? Yeah, with his staff. Oh, yeah. Which, Quite a lot, I did actually. actually wonder about the power of his staff. Like, how much power it has before the Mind Stone is in it. Yeah, actually, is the Mind Stone... Uh, is that in the same staff? I think it's a different staff. Oh, I don't know. I, I assumed it was the same, because he has a staff that has power. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's different. Anyways, it doesn't matter that much. Um, I mean, yeah, it was it was cool. I just didn't have anything to say about it, but yes, cool. Fight scene. Sweet. Yeah, and then yeah, then Thor destroys the bridge to the Bifrost. Which is seems seems like there's a better way. Like maybe destroying like destroying the Bifrost, not destroying the bridge. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, yeah. You got to the point where Odin saves both of them. Which I, I still am unable to understand how because the shots were so weirdly placed that it was like showed thor and then showed loki both hanging and i'm like how, what are they hanging on are they on the same thing odin <laughs> yeah it's a little weird but loki still desires odin's love he yells at him i could have done it father and because odin's like no loki he jumps and uh, like decides to commit suicide i guess but yeah, it's kind of weird if it's, like, suicide or falling into a portal. He kind of just falls into, like, a weird ripple in space, and it's not really clear. Yeah. But people assume it's suicide. And that's... That's what I don't... I'm not sure if we're... Yeah. 
I don't know if Loki knows that he's going to survive this. I think he does. And I really wish they explained how he survived this. I agree. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, anyways, we go to the after party then. Wait. Back on Earth, the trio feels abandoned. Now we get to the after party. No more Jane Foster. Jane Foster, Darcy, and Eric Selvig. They're still waiting for Thor to appear, and he okay. doesn't. And then they're like, oh, I'm going home. That's, that's a little Cold. confusing wording when you have the Warriors 3. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. In all my notes, I wrote the trio, as in the the Earth oh. group. My bad. Um, yeah, so we go to the after party. I'm not completely sure what they're celebrating or what, what this is. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're celebrating Thor's return. Okay. Which seems kind of weird given Loki's, like, supposed death, but... Yeah. Yeah. Like, nobody cares about Loki. We'll just celebrate. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I feel like that's just their culture in general. Maybe. We don't see much of it, which is why I would want nope. more of it. I agree. Um, <laughs> but Sif is, like, ignored by Thor... Which, Aww. like, I do think that they would be a better couple than Jane and Thor, but I'm also kind of annoyed that they made the only female warrior pine after Thor. Yeah, I also just really like the actor from other things she's been in. So I just like her. She's cool. Yeah. And then Thor tells Odin that he still has much to learn and he's not ready to be king yet. And he's just a, he's just a very good son in this moment. And he, it's clear that he's learned lessons, even if the reasoning behind why he learned them is a little weird. I like this scene. Yes. Agreed. Um, and then the last moment of the movie before the end credits scene is him going to Heimdall and asking about Jane. And who's just, who, wait, Heimdall's just w standing at the bridge. Dude, you can see anything from ev everywhere. Why are you standing <laughs> at the bridge now that the, <laughs> the Bifrost is gone? She's like, I don't know where to stand anymore. <laughs> I would probably just like lay in bed. I'm like, Ugh, I'm good. I could I could work from home. Maybe <laughs> he's like sad for the loss of his bridge. I don't know. Probably. To <laughs> yeah, be honest. That makes sense. Um <clears throat> I'm Noel's awesome. But yeah, then we end the movie with the line, She still searches for you. Cause sure, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the romance part of why she's searching is weird, but the you're an alien who confirmed all of my research and wormholes and all of this. I need to know more science. That part seems reasonable, but expecting to actually come back isn't. True, I well, guess. sort of isn't. I mean, <laughs> Thor's pretty honorable. He did mean it, and then he did kiss her. So, or he said it after he kissed her. So I would have believed Thor, but he he failed. Yeah, and I I feel like maybe she should assume that like. You are... Or assume Loki died. and Or Thor died to Loki. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. She... she yeah. Uh, uh, that, that's probably a better assumption, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after credit scene. Yeah. This is, like, the most information we've ever gotten in an after credit scene so far. But it's also very confusing to me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, so Eric gets taken down to Fury and the Tesseract, I think, right? That was the Tesseract? Yes. And then 
Why was Eric brought down there? Is his science having to do with that? He's an expert in that field. Okay. Um, and then Loki like shows up in the mirror, looking all or in the win- in the glass, um, looking all like haggard and like he did die. <laughs> Um, and is like whispering in Eric's ear and seems to be like mind controlling him. Yeah, I couldn't tell if he was actually mind controlling him or not. I assumed he is, but it's still kind of weird. It's very weird because his whole power to control minds comes from the Mind Stone in Avengers. (laughs) Yeah. Which, if he can control minds anyway, why would he need the Mind Stone? I mean, he might be like invisible and literally talking in his ear or something. I don't know. This, yeah, this seems a little confusing, but... It's hinting at information we learn in Captain America and the Avengers. Yes. It is an exciting tidbit leading into the Avengers. Yeah. To be honest, I think this is one of the most vague and convoluted after credit scenes that actually is meant to convey information. So I'm not actually a big fan of it. That makes sense. And one more thing we wanted to talk about was the one shot related to Thor. A funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer. Uh, Trey, what did you think of it? I mean, it's not really important at all, uh, but it's basically just, you know, Coulson being cool and stopping robbers with, like, a bag of flour. (laughs) Yeah, it's, like, the coolest thing Coulson ever does, which I forgot about, and I like. (laughs) That's probably (laughs) true. Yeah, it doesn't have any weight anywhere else in the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe ever, I think, but I like it. Yeah, I don't think there's much to say about it, but we now have talked about it. (laughs) Yeah, it's just a funny little thing. Funny little thing. Cool little thing. All right, should we get to ratings? I believe we should. Actually, wait, one other thing. I like the music. Is that it? (laughs) Yeah, like on our topics of things we should talk about. I just like Thor's theme. The music of Asgard feels right, and I like that. That, yeah. I didn't I didn't notice it, but that means that it was good. <laughs> yeah, it, it fits. It feels right. Yeah. All right. So shall we get to our ratings? Yes, we should. So on our show, we rate our movies and shows by tiers. So we rate things going from F, D, C, B, A, A plus, and S. Here is how we define them. F. This movie is bad, trash, and is the worst. I wish it was never made. It doesn't deserve to see the light of day. D. This movie is bad. It's not okay. Like, how could this have been made? C. It's okay. It's fine. Whatever. B. It's a good, solid film. A. It is a great movie, but it has some things that aren't... that don't fit. A+. plus. It's amazing. Just shy of perfect. And S. This movie is perfection it is as good as a movie can get so trey how would you rate thor um well from everything we've said i think the plot assumes a lot instead of justifying it in terms of character motivation and just overall like explanation of things and it it causes the motivations to fall flat and makes the plot a bit convoluted and messy However, uh, it's still an enjoyable and solid film overall. It has exciting visuals and a sense of humor that makes it very fun to watch. And it's much better than the last two movies we watched. (laughs) Um, So I'll give it a B. I would also give it a B. 
A lot. There are a few moments in the movie that seem a little bit strange, but I love the characters. I, except for Jane. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're very well developed, and I think the humor always hits the right mark. It's a very enjoyable movie. It's not amazing by any standard, but I really do like it. Yes, it is. It is. It is good. It's solid. It works. Yeah, it is. A, it. I like that the first group of movies that we covered kind of show the gambit of normal movies. Of Iron Man is great. Iron Man two and Hulk are meh. And Thor is good. Hopefully this gives our listeners a good understanding of how we would rate a movie. Yeah, I think I think it does that, indeed. Yeah. So I do have one more thing that I wanted to talk about this week. Um, because sure. Thor is about to come out. The new Thor, Thor Ragnarok. Thor 3. So we thought that we would do something for you um, where we basically give our predictions of what we will think of the movie and if it'll be any good or not so henry what are your thoughts do you want me to give a rating or just general not a rating just yes (laughs) no uh (laughs) it is s plus our newest rating well i mean i guess you can include a rating if you want (laughs) i should i should predict what i'm gonna rate it um after some recent trailers have made movies, last year some trailers kind of ruined some movies for me, so I stopped watching many trailers. I've only seen the first trailer of Thor once, and from just that alone, and the basic concept that I understand of this movie, it looks like it is going to be really good, and I'm expecting that I'm going to think it's, I think it's going to be an A. I think I'm going to rate it as an A+. Trey, how about you? Well, I'm more on the skeptical side of this movie. Um, so basically when I heard Ragnarok was happening, I was I was expecting it to be like pretty freaking good because it's the Norse apocalypse um, and everything's supposed to happen in that comic, which I just looked at things online about it. <clears throat> um, but when the trailer came out, I saw... Like the the vibe was very much kind of a ripoff of Guardians and just trying to it felt like it was trying to do more of the same and copy like their more successful films. And at the same time, it felt way too comedy heavy um, when this is an apocalypse and I was expecting like a lot more deep and serious tone. So it made me a little concerned that this movie wasn't going to be serious enough for the subject matter. However, I... I'm hoping that going into it with these thoughts, um, it'll still surprise me and it will have the depth that I am looking for. Um, I just am not totally expecting it. But knowing that it leads into Infinity War, like, it's got to have something. So I'm still excited to see how it unfolds. <clears throat> yeah, I think what you're talking about, how it might seem like other Marvel movies, I think is a good thing because it's not a sign of Thor ripping off other movies. It's a sign of the entire MCU learning from what works and what doesn't. And also the director, who, from everything I've seen of him, is a really quirky guy. He's talked about how Thor is a movie about, or Thor as an entire property, is a story about space Vikings. It should be kind of goofy and ridiculous. So 
from everything I've heard from the director and from the little I have seen in terms of trailers and that the Hulk is in it, which he hasn't had a role in any movie in a while. All of those things have led me to be very excited for this movie. Yeah. And I can see what you're saying. Um, though, I mean, from the snippets that I got from the trailer um, of the comedy feeling, I, I didn't like it. I didn't like the comedic elements that they put into the trailer. I am hoping that in the context of the movie, it is better, though. And I do actually enjoy the comedy. So hopefully that'll happen. Well, we shall see. Because we will be releasing a special on Thor Ragnarok. Oh, yes. In the future, we're going to have specials based off any of the new movies that come out and some of the shows as well. We will go more into detail about that later. But yeah, we're going to have our first special next week on Thor Ragnarok. Well, Trey, where can they find us? So places you can find us. You can find us on Facebook.com backslash Marvelous MCU. Uh, and you can send us an email with any comments, questions, or anything you want, um, feedback, suggestions, whatever, um, to MarvelousMCUPodcast at gmail.com. And we may mention you on the podcast with your comment if you do that. Yes, and please like and rate our podcast wherever you listen to it. And leave a comment. Anything like that can help because we are a new podcast and spreading the word would be awesome. So thank you for tuning in to our thoughts on Thor and we hope you'll join us next time for Thor Ragnarok.